The Week 18 Recap and Black Monday edition of the Bottom Line Bombs on the Sports Gaming Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app. Visit HOFBots. What? HOFBets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Now with that, let's do a theme song that starts the show that ends the final thing of the regular season that happened to us. Go. Great. Is it going? Hold on. It's not working. It's got to be working. Let's just do. Why didn't that thing work? Should have worked. There we go. Welcome to the bottom line, Bob's. I am your host, CJ Sullivan. The man in the box. Hoping this is working. I don't know why. I picked the video theme song. It didn't work. So I'll just do the soundboard. I can I can adapt. I believe this is all working. Anyway. Hello. Welcome. Wow. A lot of people in the chat room. Welcome to the bottom line. Bombs on Monday. Black Monday, January 8th. Two days after the white Juneteenth. <laughs> I saw that online. Pretty funny line. Anyway. Um. Today we have a uh, college football championship tonight. I'll give a couple bombs for that preview for the live audience members, and I'll recap the bomb contest and everything that happened and playoff snubs and drubs, and then, of course, a man-in-a-box segment here. So welcome, everyone, who is joining us here live, including Serial says Happy New Year. Uh, Happy New Year to you, too, Serial. <coughs> Although, pardon me, we're here January 8th. What is the cutoff for saying New Year's? I know Larry David said it was like four days afterwards. Everyone likes talking about that one curb episode uh, where he says you got to stop saying New Year's. Is there a law of when you can stop saying New Year's? Like, uh, like New Coke. Not New Coke, but you know what I mean? I think there's a law. Like when you change yourself, it's like New Coke or New whatever. You, can, you get like six months, then you can't call it New anymore. Um, so it's interesting. I don't get upset when people say Happy New Year, uh, even late in the game. All right, if it's February, sure. Anywhere mid first couple weeks, January, I'm still fine with it. What do you want us to say? It's something to say. I've gone from that, like, hey, you don't say that. Well, listen, it's just something we agreed upon as a greeting. I'm trying my best here to have any kind of fake conversation. But I get it. You got to come back with the exuberance. Anyway, we'll get into that. Um, <laughs> it was a decent weekend as as uh, we recapped there. Um, <laughs> a lot of comments. A lot of comments coming up here on the board. We got um, Sierra. We got playoff questions. I'm also getting um, lunch questions from the outside. <laughs> I will not put that comment up on the uh, on the board, but we're gonna go with chicken panini, see generates. We're gonna go with chicken panini from Four Cafe, a nice place out here in Eagle Rock. Um, 
Serial already coming in on, on, on the Eagles with this question. He wants to know how did they go one and five with the easiest remaining schedule in the NFL? Well, they completely broke. That's how they fell apart. <laughs> I don't know if it was the easiest schedule. I mean, sure. The giants were easy and Arizona was easy, but I wouldn't say at Seattle, at Dallas and uh, San Francisco is the easiest part for sure. But Listen, they're, they're a team that fell apart. A lot of bad beats with season win totals. How about, listen, the Eagles, they're in trouble. Understandable. Whatever. I call, in the, the, in the simple answer for you, Serial, it's Big Dom. All right? The Eagles have fallen apart ever since Big Dom got involved. It's the Big Dom curse, and they kicked Big Dom out, and then everything's fall. Everything's a mess. I'm not saying reinstate Big Dom. I'm just saying, I'm saying it's not a coincidence. The big dominant eagle debacle. That's for sure. But if you had their over win total, 11 and a half, that's a bad beat. They were 10 and one, and they didn't get over 11 and a half. First team ever, ever in the NFL not to win 12 games after starting 10 and one. Jacksonville is another one of my, I didn't play the Philly total, but I did play Jacksonville over total. That, I don't know how, a division. We'll get to that. We'll get to all that anyway. Um, <laughs> but for now, let's get to tonight's college championship game between Harbaugh and Penixes. Michigan and Washington. That line is now five and a half. Totals 55 and a half. Now, I, this is part of the C block. You know, I will do a, we're also doing a preview, a prop preview of the college football championship with Dundee after this show. So you can get in there. Um, I'll, I'll give you a few that I like. Uh, I don't want to bet too heavy on it. It's a national championship game. Oh, my God. There's going to be 50 different feeds tonight. There's going to be the, the stat track and the Pat McAfee feed. We're not going to be doing We're breaking college football. I mean, Jesus, man. I'll talk about Pat McAfee later in the uh, Man in the Box segment. I'm really enjoying what's going on with them. Um, but... It's going to be loud. It's going to be long. It's going to be college football. And there's going to be a lot of brass horns. The meathead feed, as Captain Insano says. I know. I'm just standing in the back yelling with their bros and their mustaches and their irony. Irony bros. Hilarious bros. The bro feed. Um, Whatever. It's for whoever you want. Serial says you need to have a live CJ feed. I know. You know what? I mean, listen. And Barstool does this whole thing. I know. And they have they they think it's fun. The problem is, and these are ideas we've already always had. Like, like gamblers watching the game live and on British personalities, but they're not good personalities. That's the problem. Did you see the Barstool Bowl? They're not doing it anymore. That was the Wyoming game, whatever. And it's just guys going, fuck, I have the over. I need that for my over. Fuck. Like, okay, we get it. There's a difference between <laughs> watching a live sweat and like this guy just cursing about his bet. Like, I don't care about your bet. Generalize it. Put a little bit of professionalism into it. Anyway, as far as tonight's game, uh, it just seems like Michigan's going to win. And dominate because that's the storyline. The Harbaugh. I'm taking, I'm giving out Washington plus five and a half as my bomb. Um, to be honest with you, it's more of a uh, what I want to happen more than what I think is going to happen. 
because if you look at it on paper, listen, Penix is great. Their offense is great, but they don't stop the run, and that's a problem. They're not gonna. They've never seen the physicality of what Michigan's gonna bring. So Michigan can just you can see Michigan just dominating and controlling and just squeezing the life out of Washington. But you know Washington's a good underdog. They're undefeated. They win close games or battle tested. So why not sprinkle a little on the money line and a little Washington? And you get to root against Harbaugh. But it just seems like Harbaugh's going to win. It's the Harbaugh year. It's the cheating scandal. It's everything. Michigan fans are just absolutely insufferable. I hate Michigan. It's so hard to not hate Michigan. There's a lot of reasons why to hate Michigan. One, they think they're an Ivy League school up in Ann Arbor. You throw up in your bushes just like Ohio State does. You are no better than anyone. You're a fucking Big Ten massive. I mean, you're just you're idiots like the rest of us. They think they have this utopia of Ann Arbor. Oh, my God. They had these ridiculous uh, weed rules years ago before it was like legalized everywhere where they thought it was legal. And it wasn't. It's not. But they think Ann Arbor is like this fucking utopia they created. They're a freezing, freezing Oregon, but they're not, but they're also not. Anyway, I hope Washington wins. Uh, as far as props goes, I will give out two props that I like, and that's the same guy, and that's the tight end for Washington, Jack Vestover. Now, everyone knows Washington has great receivers, and Penix is amazing, but I think it's going to be a little tighter game. I like McCarthy to rushing as well, but I like Jack Vestover. Washington tight end. His props are two and a half receptions and 28 and a half yards. He had 65 yards and five catches last week. Um, yeah, that's why I like Jack fast over, over two and a half and 28 and a half. Bomb moves. Thank you. Cereal says uh, it would be much more entertaining. You're goddamn right. It'd be more entertaining if I did the live feed. Just me hating on people. <laughs> but like I said, we didn't, you know, I'm I'm almost getting upset now thinking of Harbaugh winning the national championship and how tilting it is. (laughs) He is funny. I got to admit, he's funny because he plays the heel pretty well. Everyone lauded him this weekend because during this week, he he made a speech how the players should get paid more. That's all you have to say. All you have to do is say basic common decency about how players should be paid as far as the market wise. And all of a sudden you hear a fourth thinker. He's got our back. I always knew there was something about Jim Harp. Listen, he can be right. And an asshole at the same time. That being said, this is his final game. If, if I, he, he'd be an idiot to go back to Michigan. I mean, he wouldn't be an idiot to go back to Michigan, but like with the NCAA coming down on him for stupid shit like that, why do this? Take off. Go to the Chargers. Relax. Get in. Sunny it up, baby. Anyway. Um, so that's that's the game tonight. We'll take Washington plus five and a half just to keep it close. I think it should be a good game. It, it certainly won't be like last year's Georgia TCU game. Although isn't it amazing watching Georgia this week, how you realize that's why you, the playoffs could not come fast enough because Georgia looks like obviously the best team in the country. But I don't know. Michigan, uh, it's been the storyline for Michigan, so they'll probably win. Hopefully, they'll keep it within five and a half. So we'll just stick it with that. All right. With that, we'll come back and recap the uh, NFL Week 18. But first, oh, I have a. 
I have a, what do I have? Come on. I have to tell you about DraftKings. We have a new promo. Isn't this exciting? DraftKings is official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, bringing to you an offer that'll make the playoffs electrifying. New customers bet five bucks in any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. And you download, so like, you know, the playoff lines are already moving. They're out. Cleveland went to one for open a one and a half. They're now at three. Philly, two and a half, three. So you got to get them on playoffs. You got to jump early. You download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code SGP. New customers can bet just five bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? You call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800GAMBLER.net. In New York, you call 778-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK, 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boat Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus... Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after assurance. CDKNG.com slash football or eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and response, responsible gaming resources. Dear Lord, DraftKings. Oh, boy. Well, no, we also have game time. If you want to go to tonight's game, you get the game time app. Right? That'd be fun. Tickets can probably only cost about $5,000 for that game. They, they bleed the hell out of college people. Anyway, but if you go closer to game time, ticket prices get cheaper. You snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Perfect for the playoffs. You want to go to that Buffalo game? 50 mile an hour crosswinds, five degree weather? Sure. Well, then you download the game time app. Create an account. Use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. And we're back on the bottom line, Bobs. That was exhausting. Jesus, is that what DraftKings is going to make us do? I mean, come on. We love our sponsors, but holy fuck. That the, every different state has a different gambling. Can we get a collective gambling help hotline? Every state's got to have a different... Personnel, I need a job on that. I need I need to be on the hotline that, that talks people on the gambling problems. Like the suicide hotline. I would be bad at that, by the way. I would not talk you out of. <laughs> and gambling hotline would probably be even worse because I'd talk you back into it. Well, what's your problem? That's not a problem. You're a parlay way back into even. Get, get yourself even, that's all. <laughs> You spent your mortgage on a Justin Fields over a rushing prop. No problem. No problem. That's what we got. Uh, anytime touchdown parlays for, baby. We're going to ladder. We're gonna, we're, I'm going to throw you a rope ladder. We're going to climb you way back. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Bet responsibly. Anyway, let's get into the bombs. We went three and two. <coughs> Pardon me to finish out the season. To finish out the regular season last week, I didn't. I didn't tally up the entire total. We were under sixty percent, but definitely over five hundred percent. Five hundred. 
Um, next show, I'll, I'll recap all the stats. I couldn't get into that. But we went three and two. I think we just missed the money of the min cash of the Circa Million Contest, uh, which is very hard to get to. Uh, we won. What did we win? We won the Bengals. That was a no sweat. Tampa Bay. Detroit. We won. We lost New England. We lost Chicago. Uh, we'll talk about some of those games. Let's talk about that Detroit game first. Detroit beat the Vikings 30 to 20. And they will now host the Rams in a playoff game. Thanks to Carson Wentz. I love you, Carson Wentz. We didn't think we were going to get the Rams going to Detroit. That's all everyone wanted. The Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff, you know, Sean McVay thing. It's a great game. It's a great storyline. As Ken Barnard says about the winter, it's not the heat, it's the humidity. It's not the cold, it's the crosswinds. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be bad winds in Buffalo and Kansas City, apparently. Um, but we got the Detroit Rams game that we wanted. Thanks to uh, a lot of meaningless games yesterday. Some weren't so meaningless. But Carson Wentz saved the day for everybody. God bless Carson Wentz. How is he not a quarterback? We know why he's not a quarterback. But it's so it's so funny. You see so many bad quarterbacks this year. And then you had guys like Carson Wentz, Joe Flacco, whoever, you know, that could play. But they don't want any parts of him for some reason. Wentz, he's a little annoying. He's got a little Christian anointing. They don't people don't mind a Christian quarterback. Matter of fact, a lot of them prefer it. You know, you know they train hard. But he's got a he's a weird hunting kind of look, and he's just kind of he's just always aloof. Apparently, he's a bad teammate. I don't know what he does, but and his style of play is so ugly to watch sometimes, and his turnovers are so bad that like if you watch it, you're like, oh, God, I don't want to ever see that again. Get that out of here. It's like uh, I compared to Tim Wakefield, RIP, the knuckleball pitcher who would put up amazing numbers. Not amazing numbers, but solid numbers. He could go like 18 and 8. He could pitch every two days if he wanted him to. But like a 50 mile an hour knuckleball. But the second someone hits a home run off it and it's bad, you're like, God damn, it's like a wiffle ball. Fuck this. Get him out of here. He's not a real pitcher. So you throw him out, but you can't, you can't watch him. You just have to look at the numbers afterwards. And that's the same thing with Carson Wentz. His numbers aren't bad. He's a fine NFL quarterback. But then we see one of his interceptions where he, like, he punts it with his left knee and throws it behind his head. Like, Jesus, has he even ever seen football before? But he came in yesterday and he ran the ball 17 times. What are you... <laughs> I love it. Yeah, as Eric Turman said, Wentz had something to piss off first. He lost the one game. He was fine for the Colts the entire year. And then, yes, they got upset versus Jacksonville when they should have made the plus like a 13-point favorite. And he's like, get yeah, fuck it. I can't ever, I can't even see him in the building. Get him out of here. Which I get. Anyway, he did the job, beat the Niners, and now they're going to Detroit. Detroit will be without Sam Laporta. Because Dan Campbell's a meathead. We, this is the reason why we were on Detroit as our bombs. We were like, Detroit should not play any of their starters. The line was six. He came out and goes, I'm playing my starters. Because we need momentum. <laughs> Technically, they could have got the two seed if Dallas was going to lose to Washington. But Dallas was never going to lose to Washington. No one ever, ever, ever thought Dallas was going to lose to Washington. Ever. Even when they were losing the game. 
or tied or wherever it was early on. Well, yeah, okay. Well, Dallas still wins by 30, right? Yes, and they do. That's why it was dumb for the Eagles to play anyone. It was dumb for and even dumber for Detroit. So they lost uh, Sam Laporte, their great rookie tight end. And he's done. And I love the argument of, well, you have just a just risk of injury going outside crossing the street. So why not let him play the football? You can get hurt crossing the street. Yes, you can. Correct. Yes. Statistically, you're right. There is a possibility that you can get hurt crossing the street. Your NFL Pro Bowl tight end, whatever. First of all, the street they're crossing, he lives in a courtyard, I'm sure, in a gated community. He's not getting hurt crossing the street. He's not walking downtown crossing the street. But let's just, let's just, for your argument, let's just say that, that any Joe Schmo cross the street, you're, but you're much more likely to get hurt crossing the street. If you stand in the middle of the road and play in traffic for three hours, then if you just cross the street and stayed on the sidelines where Sam Laporta and any other important player for the Detroit Lions should have been yesterday on the sidelines, on the sidewalk. Looking at the traffic and the parade of backups playing. You're definitely going to get hurt if you play in traffic. The worst position you want to be to avoid a, if you want to avoid a football injury, the last place you want to be is on a football field playing an NFL football game. Put this under my things that should get things that would get me canceled segment if I was on the air anywhere important. <laughs> Not important. I love it here at SGPN. I love talking to you guys. But you know what I mean. You are safer in Afghanistan in a war zone than you are on a football field playing a week 18 game. In the Eagles-Giants game. Are you safer for your life? No. The, the, the risk of... The, the injuries are a little more extreme in a war zone, i.e. death. But you're, not, but you're more likely to tear an ACL or an Achilles at MetLife Stadium. A.J. Brown's knee injury is not going to happen. He's going to avoid a landmine a lot better than he's going to avoid uh, D-back doing the old hip turn tackle on him or whatever the hell it is. A.J. Brown got hurt. Jalen Hurts' finger was sticking outside of his arm. Sidney Brown's gone for the year. Why? Because they needed momentum. Listen, <laughs> you're terrible. What you need to do is rest and go back to the drawing board. What you're going to have to. So, yeah, that would be kids. <laughs> I'm not saying, now, see, generates and everyone else, I'm not saying war is safer than football. When it comes to a football injury, I am saying that. I am saying that uh, statistics don't lie. And you're dumb. And uh, But that's what Campbell does. And that's why we played. Cam Campbell said he's playing starters and no one believed him. The market went from six to three. I'm like, I believe him. I believe Campbell. He's a fucking meathead. I love him. But he's a Metallica meathead. He's going to play. We're going to kill them all. 
and run our stars into the ground. And now uh, they got a big matchup for the Rams without their best tight end. Way to go. Anyway, the Eagles are just a debacle. <laughs> they're an absolute debacle. And uh, even more, somehow they're favored on a Monday night game versus Tampa Bay. Why did they put that shit on Monday night? And that's only because Tampa Bay looks even worse somehow. They're, Tampa Bay looks worse winning than Philly does losing. And Philly looks horrible. Tampa Bay winning, what did they win, 9 nothing yesterday to the f- fucking Carolina? What was that score? Let me see. Oh, I, I couldn't even, couldn't, I tried watching some of it because I had, we had Tampa, yeah, it was 9 nothing. good lord. No touchdowns, no touchdowns scored in that one. That prop hit. R.I.P. to anyone who had bet the no prop, no touchdown prop on Jets uh, Patriots as well. I think that was like 18-1. to 1. That was a very common. That was a very popular bet. Like, ah, oh, because it was a that was a miserable snowstorm. Which Belichick, of course, Belichick loses to the Jets. They beat him fifteen straight times. Everyone had New England as one of our losses in that snow and that miserable snow. Of course, he loses that game, seventeen three. But the no touchdown was about to hit. Then Brees Hall broke off a fifty yard run with two minutes to go. Way to go! Way to go, Brees Hall! God damn those miserable Jets. But I do like them beating the Patriots there. Why not? <laughs> um, anyway, more importantly, let's get to then there's Saturday's games. Ken Barnard is in there. The Steelers. The Steelers are going to have a tough crosswind game. They won, I guess, versus Baltimore in bad weather with Mason Rudolph. Mike Tomlin, another winning season, 10-win season. I don't like... Uh, what I don't like about this week 18 and this added game, it's either a bye week for most of them just making their own bye week or now it's just all records being broken and people just tossing people in there for his record. Like, I don't know. I don't like how these records are being broken because they keep adding games. Pittsburgh goes to Buffalo, Buffalo, Miami last night. That was an odd game because Buffalo, Miami, Buffalo got into the playoffs before it started. It, it was it was drawn up as a win and in. Whoever wins in division, but Miami was already in. It was drawn up as like, oh, Buffalo needs to win again, but then they're already in. Now, granted, they were playing for the division, sure, but I now I argue. No, it's wrong, but I still argue that Buffalo probably would have been better off losing last night to Miami. And I don't even think Miami losing really hurts them that much. Granted, they can't play in South Beach, but if Miami would have won last night. They would have had to have played Buffalo again. They would have just ran it back. That would have been the matchup. Buffalo at Miami, which we all think Buffalo would dominate. Especially when Miami's banged up. Now Miami gets to go to Kansas City, and Kansas City's, who knows with them? They're kind, they're kind of a little fraudulent this year. Granted, it's going to be eight degrees, and uh, I don't see Tyreek Hill enjoying the cold weather. Those speed teams, they don't like cold weather. They like where to. <laughs> I remember uh, when I played football in high school, a buddy of mine, Sharon Rollins, hated the cold. And like practicing, he would have blue jeans under his foot, his football pants coming down, like the hooded thing. They would bundle up. They bundle. I mean, it gets above, below 50. And they just have Parkers and starter jackets coming through their pads. Anyway. Um, 
And now Buffalo, see Buffalo, this, this is the reason, the main reason why I think Buffalo should have lost home games for Buffalo is not helpful. Yes. Their fans are drunken idiots who jump through tables and they're dedicated and, I, and you got to love the fans there. They've been through, they're, they're real ones. As they say, I like Buffalo fans. They're fun. Nothing, nothing bad to say about them. Um, and you know, they deserve it. But the Buffalo Bills team is not built for Buffalo weather. People go, oh, you got to play. The last team, the, <laughs> the last team anyone wants to play is Buffalo weather is Buffalo. They hate it there. They're a finesse team. Yeah, Josh Allen's a big quarterback that can run, but they don't run the ball. They lost last year. Cincinnati went in there and whooped them in Buffalo because Buffalo can't move the ball in snow and bad weather. It's awful. It looks cool on TV. Like that Patriot Jet game looked great. You hear Ezekiel Elliott afterwards? He was hilarious. He's like, I always wanted to play a game in snow, man. And now that I did, it sucks. It was awful. You can't, there's no footwork. It's brutal. You're right. It's terrible quality football, but it looks good. That Steelers Ravens game was hilarious. They just, I mean, did they did they put Vaseline on the camera lens or something? I mean, they were really trumping up the effects. Like, okay, we get it's bad weather, but can we wipe off the lens, please? I gotta see who's uh I gotta see George Pickens. Oh my god. They talked about they talked about a story. Why were they playing up George Pickens so much too in that story about in that game? Like unleashing him. Collinsworth, what are you talking about? Do you have an anytime touchdown bet on him or something? Then there was a report. Oh, he's really being a teammate. He rolled over a heat lamp to Kenny Pickett to make sure his buddy Kenny is nice and toasty while he's on the sidelines. <laughs> All right. We get it. Anyway. Um, so when we get back, I'm going to do a quick ad read real quick. And I'll talk more about gambling lines. <laughs> and we'll talk about the playoff snubs and flubs. I like acting like it's a Pro Bowl. But first, let me tell you about prize picks. I'm going to put that up there too. Hold on. Um, yes, there it is. Here we go. Prize picks, which is, you know, fantasy football done right. You can watch the game. You play your stats and types. You're selecting highlight your winnings for prize picks. I won prize picks. Matter of fact, I'll do it for the college national championship game tonight. You go to prizepicks.com backslash SGPN. Use code SGPN for a first deposit. Match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com backslash coach SGPN. Prizepicks daily fantasy sports made easy. Take uh, Jack Vestover over 20, higher than 28 and a half receiving yards. Don't want to say over because then the lawyers come down on me. But if they don't come down, maybe about my war comments. I'm sure they won't for that anyway. Uh, do that with J.J. McCarthy. Higher 26 and a half rushing yards. I think J.J. McCarthy will run for some yardage tonight. So with that, we are doing from. We're also. We brought Hall of Bar to you by Hall of Fame Bets. I'm going to switch to that too. I'm getting pretty good with this uh, thing. Look at that. Win bigger and better by smarter. This NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform. 
Player props and game lines. Research every end. Blah, blah, blah. Any, enter any parlay into Hall of Fame bets. Revolutionary parlay optimizer. Sort all players by hit rate for better to learn which players are hot, which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. And we're back. With the bottom line, Bobs. Thank you for everyone for putting up with all of that with me. <laughs> I have CJ Sullivan Man Box. Thank you for watching live on YouTube. If you are, hit that thumbs up like button, please. Uh, even if you don't like me, just say you do. Just tell the algorithm that you do. I don't have any sound bites. I need some more sound bites. I realize this is really just a stream of conscience of me talking. I need, you need to break it up with anything, like a staple gun. Why did I have a staple gun or something? I, I, did I say I'm going to make a resolution to get my own soundboard with things like that so I know what the hell's going on? Did I say that? I already broke my resolution. And also, a resolution shouldn't be like things I should do for my job anyway. You know? You know what, boss? My resolution is I want to I want to hand in that TPS report on time. I want to finish up that quarterly numbers you asked for. Yeah, that's your job. You're supposed to do that. Right, right. So I'm going to make a little resolution. To improve. Hashtag Dejans only. <laughs> I just hit buttons for no reason. All right. Today was a fun game yesterday, a, a quote-unquote meaningless game after Tampa Bay won a division. And this is where I want playoffs, playoff snubs. I talk, to, I talk about the playoffs like they're uh, like it's the Pro Bowl. Who got snubbed from the playoffs? My number one team, New Orleans Saints. They should be in the playoffs. Why? Because they are hilarious. What a game yesterday. They routed the Falcons 48-17. Arthur Smith, the Falcons coach, was fired, but didn't even get to, didn't even get to uh, Black Monday. He was fired before the game was over, basically. He got in a fight with Dennis Allen because what hilarious thing happened at the end. So, it was 41-17, and the Honey Badger, Matt Thou, is doing a pick six, but he starts showboating, prime time in it, and he gets caught Leon Lett style at the one. That's what makes that's what's kind of unheralded about this story. And then if it would have been enough to that, he would kind of would have been a, like a goat for that. Goat is in a bad way, not in the uh, stupid little cool J way. Um so to get down to the one, should have been the game over. Uh, Coach Dennis Allen sends in the victory formation, just taking knee, no need to rub it in. Uh, Jameis Winston had other plans. Jameis Winston says, ah, let's get Jamal Williams a touchdown. He's such a big part of our team. What? And they did. So they not only did they uh, run it to Jamal Williams for a touchdown, they faked. <laughs> they faked like they were going to kneel it. And then handed it off to fucking Jamal Williams. It was incredible. Touchdown. Of course, everyone's upset about that. Let me, uh... I see here. That's all I'm saying. And here's... Do you think... So Jameis Winston changed the play in the huddle, apparently. That's what I love. Dennis Allen called and took a knee. And Winston, Winston said... Winston changed goes, ah, fuck, we're giving Jamal Williams. And then afterwards, he said it was a team decision, which... No, it wasn't. What do you mean it was a team decision? Was there a vote? 56 men voted if they should give Jamal Williams. Not only just hand it off to Jamal Williams, but fake like you're taking a knee. Here's Winston with a reporter after the game. 
we, we regret that. Well, you do have to play these guys twice a year. That's all I'm saying. We, we already played them twice. I know, but I'm talking about you. <laughs> got to play these guys twice a year. That's all. How do you feel about it? Tell me how you feel about it. Not good. Not good. Why don't you feel good about it? Because you got to play these guys twice a year. <laughs> but what about it makes you not feel good about it? The head coach tells you to kneel it up. You're asking my opinion? Yes. I think you should have kneeled it up. Okay. Well, I'm just telling you as respectfully as I can. You answer my question as respectfully as you could, and I'm telling you as respectfully as I can that I respectfully disagree with you. That's all. You disagree with me or the entire team? Whoever made that decision. Okay. So you disagree with the entire team. So thank you. No, I'm, I'm just being, I'm being honest and respectful. And that's what I'm attempting to do too. Yes. And that's what I am doing. So. Yeah. <laughs> you just you uh, disagree with me or the entire team? All right, myself. I'm not playing your bullshit game. The entire team did not call to play. What's the? It's what? What's the point of the huddle? Who calls to play in a huddle? All fifty of you? I love Winston though. Winston is hilarious. You have to fire Dennis Allen too, and Winston. Well, make Winston the coach. You vote for the team. Make Winston a player coach. Not even a player because he's he for some reason he can't play anymore. But make him the coach. He's he needs to be doing press conferences. Get the Saints in there. Take Tim. I don't care what Tampa, Tampa Bay won a division. Get Tampa out of there. Get the Saints in there. Can we get Eagles Saints, please? These guys are hilarious. Team decision. Did you see? Oh, there's this one point too. Uh, by the way, when Arthur Smith and Dennis Allen, they're having a confrontation in midfield. Afterwards, he's yelling at him for rubbing it in, and and even Dennis Allen's like, "Listen, man, I, I can't stop these idiots. They, that's Winston' problem." But he's like, "You're right, you're right." And then his assistant coach walks behind for the Falcons. Black, huge black guy just goes, "Bitch ass motherfucker!" <laughs> he just walks by and runs, "Bitch ass motherfucker!" Oh. Ken Barnes says, "James Winston, coach caterer." Because you got to eat those L's when he licks those fingers. <laughs> Juke72 says, what's up, C-Generous? Welcome. Talking playoff snubs. Saints are out. I would put the Bengals in, too. They're fun. Just to see uh, just to see Jake Browning's girlfriend. Good Lord. Sp sports reporters talking about Jake Browning's girlfriend. Anytime, and this is, I guess, what I did. They're so, they're so like, uncouth about it. It's amazing. <laughs> well, now we know what Jake Browning's playing for. <laughs> we didn't know you had that kind of game. Good Lord. Everyone gets the same video clip and same fucking photo, and they just... It's just like this awful meathead joke karaoke, and they just retweet it with their own caption, and I, and that's what aggregating and engagement is, and that's why my show is uh, it is where it is right now because I can't do that. <laughs> I'm not saying take Pittsburgh out. Well, maybe I am now. Take the give me Tampa out, Saints in. That's my snub. Houston with a big win. I like Cleveland going into that game. Um, I, I will. I, I'm going to defend Gardner Minshew for a little bit. Everyone loves blaming Gardner Minshew, including Sean Steichen. There's there was a clip of him going, "We had it. You that's on you. You fucked up. Don't call because he's everyone just loves 
throwing the blame. There was a put. Obviously, Minshew made a bad pass on a fourth down to a running back who had six catches all year. Why is Steichen putting him in there fourth down? Why not just keep Jonathan Taylor in the game? What are you doing? Why are you doing that? There's also a couple plays before Jonathan Taylor could have got the first down. He just went out of bounds. But whatever. Blame Minshew because he's got the mustache and everyone hates people. People like blaming Minshew when things go bad. Well, you're Gardner Minshew. What do you expect? But yeah, I believe it on Steichen. And Steichen was great. Steichen was a great coach, but like that whole Sirianni fucking tree of those guys is they're so arrogant. They're just arrogant. Imagine that your season just lost, and he's yelling at Gardner Minshew. That's on you. I'm I'm never gonna see you. That's on you. We had it. Go fuck yourself, Sean Steichen. Good lord. I don't know. I have no idea what I'm hitting. The bet detective. Anyway. Uh, what are we at here? Oh, we're getting around 40 minutes. We're getting close. Um, what's the other playoff games here? We could just go right to the man in the box, the way we're doing it, because we have the... Uh, College football championship we got to. Let me, you know, let me get to the box. Fuck it. Who who are we kidding? I don't. Field done recap. Field field done recapping. <laughs> uh, it is Black Monday. Did anyone get fired while I was uh, talking here? Besides Wink Martindale left the Giants. What the hell is that? You. He said he wants to go be a head coach somewhere. Where do you think you're going to be a head coach? You're 95 years old. Ron Rivera, way to go out, Ron Rivera. Finally. I mean, was has he been a lame duck coach for the last five years? How when has he not been a lame duck? I can't believe I think Ron Rivera, it seems like they just assumed he was fired and like it was like a like a, a payroll situation. Like, oh yeah, isn't he gone? No, no one actually ever did it. Fuck. Well, we're, he just came back. He's still got a key pass. Finally, they took up his key pass. JC from KC. What's up, C Generates? Welcome, JC. Um, UFL. Juke 72. Yeah. Wink Martindale will be a great UFL coach for sure. Tarmer says he didn't know he could fire. How about he said he's only been coaching the last three weeks? The rest he's been doing, like, managing and, like, moving things around. All right, Ron. He's trying anything to be sympathized for, but. Anyway, let's get into some of these end of the season. Speaking of the Colts, because I felt bad for Colts fans. Let me get to the box. All right, here we are. Uh, Yeah, I felt bad for Colts fans because that's a tough way to lose the season. Great win and you're in. Of course, they got no one likes to talk about when the refs actually gave them that loss to the Cleveland Browns. And they made up those interference calls, but whatever. Point is, it was a big game, and they had a chance to win. I think the Texans outplayed them, but, you know, they were driving down. Steichen got a little too Steichen. And Steichen, what are you doing calling that timeout 
on offense to draw. I mean, what are you doing? You need that timeout if you don't get it. You need all three timeouts of defense. Most important thing in the fucking world. And he gets he gets a pass for him anyway. But then you had a thing with um, so then you had a tough season. Then you had fans, and, and I know Colts fans, and half of them were normal. Like, what the fuck? You're blaming Steichen, the running back. And then you had like, it's weird. You got these Midwest fans who are like. Uh, they're positive about it. Well, it's a great season. We'll get them next year. Steichen's a good coach. We got a lot of things going forward. Yeah, okay. I get it. But you don't you don't say that shit right after you lose. That, that, that's the next the next that's a mon, that's Monday talk. That's not Saturday night game of talk. You curse out players and you blame people and you get angry and you get negative. I don't understand positive sports fans. I'll just say that. I just don't understand them. They're foreign to me as aliens. I've said this before. A lot of it has to do with the, that's a big difference between women and men sports fans. I'm not under, I'm not under the thing where women don't know sports. Women know about sports. Knowledge is not the difference between women and men and sports fans. The difference is attitude. Women are positive people. They believe in the players and they root for them to succeed. Men don't. We root for them to fail. And we want to blame someone. And that's why that's why we never see eye to eye. But oh, he's trying. I don't give a fuck if he's trying his best. He's got to try better. It depends upon my attitude. <laughs> it ruins my day or not. And in a way, this is what Pat McAfee is learning. <laughs> you stay with me on this one. <clears throat> Pat McAfee is not, uh, he's whatever. He's feeling a little pressure for the first time with a show. He's got a massive show. He's got a massive power where ESPN doesn't even own all the rights to it. But he went to ESPN. And I love how they, they said, oh, what a warning it's coming with ESPN. And like, I guess there was an article. Anytime there's something bad about him, he gets very defensive. And I, and I get it. It's personal. You're going to be defensive. But Pat McAfee, for the first time, now that his show's on ESPN, isn't surrounded by his fans that are completely worshipers of his fucking cult or whatever it is. You know, he's got a ton of fan base that love him. And now that people who don't know him, you're going to get Bill back. And so he doesn't understand. And other people don't understand. They don't understand that 90% of sports fans are men who just hate everything. They want to hate something. And they don't comprehend why are they not just loving the cuzzo and loving the putt and loving everything? Because that's not what life is. They hate their jobs. They hate their lives. So then when they want to come out, they want to take it out on something. And they're going to take it out on a fucking punter. That's what they're going to do. So now people are out to get him. That was amazing. He tweeted, he, he didn't tweet out, he said it. People trying to sabotage my show, Norby, by releasing ratings to the post. What are you talking about? My radio. Just in fucking insane. And then he goes, well, we had a great season. Had a great season. I, I, I don't understand that, that mentality. Get him. Be, better luck next year. What? No. No, go get him next year. It's dead. 
That was the death. The Colts died on Saturday. There is no next year. Then on Monday you say that. That's why I was proud to be an Eagle fan last year when they lost the Super Bowl. I was in Philly for it, doing shows at the Punchline of Fishtown. It was a great weekend until it wasn't. Then they lost. And no one said, well, we'll get them next year because we know we won't. There is no next year. They just died. They just had their chance to win it, and they fucking blew it. And they did blow that Super Bowl. But there's no next year. That's it. The world just ended. That's what being a sports fan is, and that's the ones I respect. It's not that you believe it, Captain Insano says. 90% of the reaction is fuck whatever it is. Yeah, you say fuck that, fuck that, not root for it. You put narratives that, oh, they should have they should have scored there, they should have done this, it's all they should have done. Now, do you believe it? No. It's something you don't believe in later with a rational mind towards the end of the week, in the middle of the week. If you look at it rationally, which I also don't understand, rational sports fans. <laughs> But now is not the time for rationality. You're watching fucking sports. That's the whole point of it. It's supposed to be emotion. Now, does that mean, I'm not saying you take that to a level where you tweet at the player fuck. I mean, no, it shouldn't be at anyone else. It should be at your, it should be at them, you know, verbally. I'm not saying you go to their DMs and say you're going to die because you cost me a $50 parlay. That you should go to hell for if you do that. If anything, you do it upon yourself and you get angry. You get angry. Like, why did I let myself believe that the Bears were actually going to do something and come back and beat the Packers? And why did I make myself believe that Justin Fields was actually going to be a quarterback they should hold on to? You get mad at yourself. Well, how do I keep getting fooled? Because you want it. By the way, Justin Fields, God love him. He, he, he gave the Bears fans the best gift you could possibly do. He gave them some excitement down the road. And then when it came down to the last game, he decided, you know what? I'm going to show you who I really am. Not quarterback you want to invest in. So he lets you guys off the hook. You should not be upset with Justin Fields. I mentioned the Cat Williams thing on Thursday. On Club Shay Shay. No one heard about it. Well, people heard about it, but it, it, then it blew up over the weekend. I'll just mention the Shannon Sharp part. Of, I mean, I love the, the Cat Williams thing. It's hilarious. He's just hilarious. The, although it is funny when they talk about like how he, he, he brought the receipts. He spoke the truth. And I don't want to get on his bet list, but I'm saying, uh, <laughs> all right. He spoke the truth on some of the stuff, like joke stealing, I guess, whatever. But like some of these, like, yeah, then me and Ludacris and the Illuminati came to us and said, who's going to suck dick and who's going to get 20 million for Fast and the Furious? What? That's, those aren't receipts. It's a crazy man talking about the Illuminati. Yep. I mean, he is funny, though. You know what? You know what's a thing no one's talking about is uh, when Cat Williams talked about golf, talked about how he was a golfer. Pretty funny. Shannon Sharp's like, you golf? Like, yeah, I golf. You play, you play from the back tees? No, not since I know you You couldn't get nothing from it. Once I found out, you can't get anything extra for playing from the back tees. I said, fuck that. And then he had a, he actually had a funny pronoun joke, Cat Williams. He goes, uh, 
when I say he actually, I mean like the way you should do it. He's like, I hit from the front from the lady tees out on the golf course. I <laughs> I identify as she, her, he, whatever it is. Put me on the front tees, which is a pretty funny way to do pronoun jokes. Unlike Chappelle's. I'm not gonna, I'm not attacking Chappelle either. I'm not even attacking Joe Coy. Comics are under fire. Joe Coy was in a thankless job last night. Now, granted, he shouldn't have sold out his writers. He didn't take it that he didn't take it great, but you know, I'm also not gonna blame him for that. He's bombing in front of the worst audience in the world. Actors and actresses, they suck. Hosting an award show is a fucking thankless job. I guess Joe Coy hosts what was it, the Golden Globes last night? These idiots don't want to be made fun of. They think they do. They say they do, but they don't. Like Ricky Gervais, he was good because he didn't care what they thought. He was just playing to the TV audience. You can't go in between. And, and, and the actors, they hated Gervais for it, but the NBC's like, ah, bring it back. Your ratings, you know? So Coy bombed, whatever, and he didn't take the bomb on the chin, which is, but I get that because it's, it's not easy to do that. So he sold out his writers. He did whatever he could. He flailed out there. So that was a hit for comedy. Bad hit for comedy. Stand-up comedy, that does. Um, <laughs> what was I talking about? I forget. I'm getting, uh, I'm going, I'm kind of getting all over the place. I was talking Cat Williams and Shay Shay. Although then, then you had Shannon Sharp. Uh, I like Shannon Sharp. First of all, whatever. All these people with their fucking shows and podcasts. How many shows do you need? Stephen A. Smith has four hours in the morning on ESPN. Then he's, then he's got his podcast. Yeah, if you want to hear more, more of you, what else do you have to say? Shannon Sharp getting blowback for not calling back. I'm not a journalist. Yeah, I know you're not a journalist. So then he goes, I don't do interviews. I do conversations. And then he talks about it right afterwards and says the word interview like 20 times. I want, they were my interview, and I don't blame Shannon Sharp. That's what the new media is. It's just letting, it's letting these people say whatever they want to say. Now, if you have Cat Williams, you let him say whatever he wants to say. He's hilarious. He's just slanging. I said it before. Cat Williams is one of his 13 specials. He's like, I got 13 specials. Yeah, because he talks about fucking. He does this one special in Jacksonville. He does, he does he opens up with 10 minutes of local Jacksonville material. Like street names and shit. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway. So, tune in to Pat McAfee tonight. But it's amazing how the ESPN, I mean, ESPN doesn't give a shit. He ripped on one of their executives. Like, well, no one no one is rooting for Norby more than us here at ESPN. And we like what the money McAfee makes us. So, pretty interesting situation. You know what I also like about the Pat McAfee show now? Because now it's getting exposed. It's getting public exposure. So people are starting to rip into it. Like, what's AJ Hawk doing? Yeah, that's why he always just stares there. And it always funny. I always called it the McLaughlin group on steroids. Everyone's in tank tops, although they did make McAfee wear sleeves for his apology. But it is funny now. People are just noticing what what's going on here? I see the mustaches. Why is AJ Hawk just staring at me like Max Headroom in the TV? Yeah, actually, he looks like uh, he looks like a like a defendant reporting from TV in from jail via TV. You know those like when they roll out the TV for a defendant in courtroom. 
because they cannot allow to leave the prison. That's what AJ Hawk looks like. Just staring at you. <laughs> like is he here to intimidate the audience? I don't I don't get it. Anyway, that's going to do it for today's Man in the Box. Thank you, everyone, who joined us live in the YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube page of Bottom Line Bombs. And also subscribe to the Bottom Line Bombs with CJ Sullivan podcast feed. If you're listening right now on my feed, obviously you've done that. Subscribe. But if you're listening on the NFL site, or the SGPN main show site. We appreciate it. But also, make sure you subscribe to my personal one, too, feed. Because after this NFL season, I will not be on the NFL uh, feed anymore. So you're going to have to find my show. The show's going to continue. The bombs will be detonated regardless. I'll be talking about what, like I always talk about, whatever, what's going on in sports. I'll put my comedic spin on it. <laughs> Comedics, man. What is a God? I hate talking about myself or anything like that. For a guy who doesn't stop talking into a microphone, I hate talking about what it has to do with me. Golf season's back. I gave out a lot of golf winter bombs last year, so that'll be fun. Um, other than that, we've got a good playoff season coming into it. So uh, follow me on Instagram at CJ Sullivan was taken or at X. At CJ Sullivan underscore. Um, I'll be in Vegas for Super Bowl week. We'll be doing shows with SGPN and I'm doing Wise Guys Club. Make sure if you're in Vegas, so it's just going to be a sick, sick week come Super Bowl. Um, we're going to do a playoff fantasy league too, I believe. Yeah, maybe we'll have my bottom line bombers get in that. My C generates, I should say. Uh, we'll get a lead together on that. I'll have that on Thursday show. Um, so tune in on Thursday. We should be at noon then. Uh, I was pushed back late because the main guys had a show that got ran a little late. But Thursday at noon, that'll be my show. And now we've got the C Block coming up, me and Dundee, giving out more props for tonight's college football show. Uh, and after that, that's going to do it. So thank you, everybody, and see you Thursday.